Hello, welcome to another Talk Architecture podcast episode, a special interview with Amin Zakaria. Amin Zakaria, I knew him in the year 2010 and so on as a student of architecture at University of Malaya. And thereafter, he went to a um, another university in south of Malaysia. And currently, he's the project architect in a Kuching-based architecture company. And he specializes in um, digital sketch tools, um, such as concepts and portfolio trace, and excellent in manual, and both manual and digital drawing and illustration using iPad or and other software. So I'm sure he will explain in detail these things. Um, and I welcome you, Amin. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nazi. Thank you for having me today. Very happy to see you. And uh, uh, congratulations, you're already married and, and settled down, I suppose. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been one year over here in Kuchin. So far, I'm doing so good. It's a new experience. It's a new experience working with different projects, different teams, and also different office. Before Kuchin, you were in... Uh... Peninsula Malaysia, basically in Kuala Lumpur area, I suppose. And and how many years had you had uh, experience in architecture practice? Um, after I finished part one in UM, I worked in KL for about one year plus. And then I uh, further part two in UTM Johor. And then I continue working in Johor for close to five years. And okay. before I plan to move to Kuching, and it's been one year plus over here. Ah, you were based in Johor. Sorry to say, I I mean, I, I've forgotten that you're based in Johor. Ah, yes. But you, and um, yeah, um, there's uh, any reason that you have relocated to Kuching, Sarawak? Um, for one, one thing is that because I, I get married here and then my wife is from here. She's also in architecture fields, uh, but she works in different office and I work in different office. And yeah, and then um, it's just in time that um, after five years working in JV, at that time, I was just uh, finished one project, um, completions, finished CCC. So I think it is just a nice time for me to move to another office and then try a different environment. So you, you, your uh, background in the practice, you you have gone, you have experience in all the stages from concept to um, contract implementation and site supervision, is it? Yes, yes. I was lucky enough when I entered the office in Johor, at that time, it is just uh, in time when they want to uh, do the submissions for the KMP, for the building plans. And then the, the, the project go on smoothly. And then after about two years in uh, uh, preparing uh, everything, and then they start uh, to implement on site. And then I think on the third year, we were we were stationed on site for about two years. And then at that time, we can work closely with the drawing production and also we see to supervise the site. So okay. after that, yeah, I, I followed through towards the end of the project until CCC and all that. CCC is a uh, con uh, compliance completion, and what's the other C? <laughs> the situation, right? Yeah, the situation, yes. Yeah. Okay, this is what they call it in Malaysia, and um, we have audience from all over the world, and mm. um, and uh, that's just to explain what that means. Yeah. Um, so you you could actually start um, uh, doing your part three. 
uh, architecture exams or the professional exams with such a, a lot of experience from different stages of, of uh, design and construction? Yes, I am thinking on that. In, in the, yeah. Okay, let us get to the cruncher. The main topic is I'm interested to call you for this podcast is that you are both adept in digital drawing and also in manual um, drawings or freehand sketching. Yes. And you can do a um, freehand sketch of a detail easily with the scales. Yeah. Yeah. So this, although I'm saying it like, hey, can I, can't everybody do that? Not necessarily, because um, I I found that students of architecture they they start doing digital drawing earlier on in the the course, like second year or something, mm-hmm. or the second semester of second year, mm-hmm. and they haven't had enough practice, like you said. You mentioned in your Facebook um, uh, post that uh, practice is so important. Yes. And you have to practice every day. Every day. Okay. So the first question is, why is teaching how to sketch important for you? For you personally? For me personally. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. I think um, there was, uh, I think there was this, there's a short story that I can share on this one. Uh, there was one time when I was working previously in my previous office. I was at the same time when I enter into the office, I hold on to um CADing to the 3D software so much. I depend on the holding the mouse and then drawing by using the the the, the computer software so much that until some one time when I tried to draft manually with my hands to draft a simple layout of a toilet, let's say 1.5 times 2.1 meter free uh, freehand sketch on the paper i cannot get the proportion right and then i i find it i find it i have lost the the sense of proportion how to estimate when you want when someone asks you to draw a scale 1 to 100 of that simple layout i lose the the sense of proportion of a door to a to a toilet with for example and then from that onwards and then i find i think i have to repractice again these manual drawings um, I have to do it either digitally or manually, but I have to find a way to get these skills back. Because last time when I was studying, I used to love uh, uh, draw on a tracing paper by using the marker rendering, because I find it that's the, a, a very fast way for me to 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 draw a perspective, to express an ideas, to get like a visual pictures of what I want to look like before I go into three D modeling software. So I think for one. I think uh, that the sense of uh, proportions is important for me for me to uh, practice manual drawings again. So when you ask me why is teaching how to sketch is important because I think I'm very sure that many of our colleagues, many of our friends, even at my age or at the younger generations, uh, many of us have lost this kind of skills, uh, this method. They simply skip these methods because they want to simply go to the, the 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 final rendering they want to see the form so fast that they lost the, the 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 early part the interesting part that's why you know i i don't know how but through my teaching um even more so with my younger year students there mm. is lack of refine you don't yep. have there is a feeling that is too hard the drawings Yep, and exactly. It could be that they were not that skilled, but when I went to fifth year, you would think yep. that they have more experience, right? Yeah. 
out of 10 people, there was um, a batch out of 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I should say that the one with heart or keras, kan? the yes. drawings, um, yes. majority. There were probably three or four of them out of 10 people or 12 people. I forgot mm. how many exactly, but that 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 amount of number of people mm. that even though they were developing the work on the software, I mm. noticed that as well. Because in thesis you have more time to yeah. to 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 massage, right? The the, the plans yeah. and the drawings. So yeah. these few people, they 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 feel it, it feels nicer their work. So that's why this this mystery that I was thinking, what is the mystery? And you mentioned here about this loss skills and methods. Yes. What is the mystery? Can you define it more detail? Okay. Um, for one uh, thing, um, there's one time um, a senior of me um, uh, remind me of this one thing. Like when we're holding a mouse and when we're holding a pencil, there's a difference muscle engagement there's a different muscle memory it's a dis- different gesture for us to do that that uh, that action so when we're holding a mouse and then just simply target the line to do the cadding or to do the rabbits yeah. which is why when we simply look at the layout of the layout plan produced by two different students we can tell which one that spend the most in pc software which which one of the student spend the most in drafting by using their hands mm. so even for me when i do digital drawings the gesture still remain the same. I am holding a stylus pencil and then I'm still drawing uh, like a manual drawings. It's just that the action is in soft copy digital. It is not on actual paper. Oh, so, yes. yes. That this this uh, Now you have advancement in technology, meaning this software. Can you illustrate or in words uh, what yeah. happens during uh, why these softwares are necessary to be like bread and butter of our tools? Like okay. you, yeah, yeah. Whatever software yeah. they're using. Yeah, because um at that time I was also developed an interest in digital drawings. Um, I mean like um in tablet drawing on iPad and all that. So I started to, but I started drawing on iPad when I was studying in UTM, and then there was a friend of mine have a uh, there was a friend of mine have a iPad. So I just I would like to because I've seen so many examples on YouTube's online. That people does this thing, everything on digital tablets. So I would like to try. So I give it a try. And then I find it, okay, this one is can be so beneficial in our scope of work in so many ways. For one, one thing, because tablet is you can work in remote, you can work in mobile, you can bring it anywhere. You can bring into your meeting room, you can bring into lecture. Basically, you can sketch anywhere. Unlike a sketchbook, after sometimes, after 100 pages, and then the, your, your, your sketchbook is already finished, you have to get a new one. And then the number of tools, the number of brushes, if let's say for me, I prefer to render, I prefer to draw by using a pen and with different thickness and to color render with marker. So the number of tools that you have to bring to some other places, it will be quite uh, massive. Whereas for a tablet, everything is inside the tablet. You can change to any pen line weight uh, and then you can save everywhere. And then the file is also in the cloud. You can continue sketching uh, when the file is in the PC. And uh, the, the options of color, marker, all that, everything is in one software, is so in one application. You yeah. learn from YouTube creators. Okay, uh, you could be the exception rather than the rule in this mm. case to discover digital tablet. And also at your stage, shall we say about how many years 
a 10 years experience. More oh, than 10 years. Working experience, about seven, eight years. Or seven, eight years. Yes. You have enough experience in construction because if you imagine that somebody fresh graduate coming in, uh, you know, uh, after even part two yeah. and doing detailed drawings, because you 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 have to have a sense of the detailed drawings, don't you? Or skill in construction to enable to 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 be so involved or so into this uh, digital tablet uh, sketching, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So about yeah uh, about about that uh, knowledge, I I I find it uh, I am grateful because. There was a time when I was working in Semenanjung in Johor that uh, the boss and the client asked us, oh, you must station six of them in the on-site because I want them to really contribute and committed to this one project. So at that time, I observed uh, how things were done really on-site from the, from the drawing production that you did at the office and then how you pass over the drawings into the inspection of work to your resident architect. And then from there also, you can you, you notice that whatever... We produce the drawings at the office. Of course, it is not sufficient to what can be done on site. You have to. There are still there. You still have to go through the technical meeting with contractors, with engineer and other consultant to solve some of the design dominations. And then um, I observe um, some of our resident architect. They are of course they are very skillful and then they are very experienced with twenty more than twenty years building a shopping malls. So I love to see how they draw manually. This one is manually. In the scale of one to ten, one to five, so mm. they know like every single inches of the like a, like a, let's say like a slab layer, like design terminations. They know exactly what's going on in what layer. So I love to observe how they draw these things. So from there, I also learn, I observe and learn, and then um and then from there onwards, I also know that whenever we want to propose a design, some things we always have to consider. Uh, for example, design terminations. Uh, for example, like a uh, also like. Uh, the scales of the areas, for example, it has to be how to say it, it has to be logic how to, how this thing going to be built at the site. So to share one thing, yeah, that 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 is what uh, one of the key point that I learned the most uh, when I was working on site. I love to observe how these people working from the office and then how is this thing going to be built on site. Yeah. Yes, uh, I've 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 talked to other resident architects and. Mm. And uh, many of my friends um, uh, work on the site and having to take the drawings from the office and then having to correct them, you know, uh, on site exactly. is not it's not enough information maybe in the office, even exactly. though it was, it was uh, submitted, but not enough for the site work. Exactly. Uh, there are a lot of points there from what you said just now uh, when you explained very well the um your experience on site. Mm -hmm. um, so um I I would like to ask the question um regarding uh the designer, yeah, the designer. Mm -hmm. Um the, to you know, to be, you know, you can see the product after it's being built. And when it was because you were involved with the drawings from the the, the office, you mm. you are one of the lucky ones who had the opportunity to see it through right until the end to to yep. maintain the quality of the work. But mm. this will give you a lot of experience about mistakes done or you know when it comes out, 
when it's being built and to a certain extent you could take more time if you want to 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 correct it right and yep. then you don't have time because the client is saying what are you doing you know you can't yeah so the contract yep. doesn't allow you so yep. a good designer what do they do in the beginning you know at the drawing stage what are the mm-hmm. things when you talk about one is to five one is to ten one is twenty I mean I used to tell my students that that there are differences and that when you when you go into one is to five but you 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 not only zoom very quickly you 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 have to go through your ones to ten first and then it yes. will develop the ones to five even one is to one and yes. where you have a mock up right a mock up yeah. so in the beginning what are the rules or what are the things that you have to watch out for or is there a way or a practice mm-hmm. that could help you know streamline the design from the desk to the site in my opinion on this one um from what i've seen um one thing is more mostly important is experience lah so for experience. those okay. yeah experience that's that's the one way to answer it when i observe like all these my, our my senior project architect and also my resident architect who has, who has experience building this big public building for the past 20 years by the time they see, even when they see the drawings one to 100 they can tell already what will be the problem at this okay. slab opening for yeah. example at this facade details for example they can foresee that there will be coordination issues uh, for example okay this facade will have issue rainwater downpipe might come in there will be some ventilation opening from mne they can already foresee because of the past 20 years experience they have gone through this so many times so they can tell just from looking at them at the base general drawings so one thing is about experience so from there i learned that whenever we want to do a design proposal after this in any buildings you have to watch out you have to foresee all this issue uh, even when you do a simple roof structure you can you have already have it inside your head how you want to discharge all this water for example in, in our context because our rainwater is very huge compared to in other countries so those are one of the some of the examples uh, one thing is experience. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Uh, immediately, the word trust came to my mind. Eh? Trust, yeah. or a belief that somebody can do the job. So you you have witness and you have experience. Uh, as, when you were a young designer, how whether or not a more experienced um, a senior member of the company would trust you or not, and what mm. did they look for when they tr- start trusting you? that you are thorough, that you are more comprehensive maybe? And mm-hmm. do they look at your drawings? How important is your drawings that, do you have to draw like, because they were from manual, they were manual drawers before. Yes. What is, what, what do you, when you work with this set of people, those characteristic or those mindfulness that they have, maybe you can, you have some of the experiences that you could relate? Um, from my experience, uh, the good thing is uh, my, resident architect at that time even though like he's very good in manual drawings he's still willing to learn how to handle autocad at least he just opened an autocad learn to zoom in and then check the drawings particularly and then print it out and then just uh draw it manually again because the drawing that he produced is enough for the technical coordinations and then to hand over to contractor for yeah to solve the design and all that so i'm not saying that because someone has been already mature um already get used to manual drawings then he just have to stick with that but um in my case i also teach myself that i always have to adapt 
I always have to, I always have to, not to say to change, but I always have to adapt how to suit in with the surroundings. So it's the same thing, like basically when we go to a different office, different office will have different practice, different softwares, different workflow of working. So of course, you always want to stick with your own way, but sometimes it is also better for us to adapt a little bit with uh, the surroundings. So you so, know, yeah, I I as an educator, right, for yeah. a lot of years, I I kept on thinking about these things sometimes, and um, and I I thought the teamwork, the the skill, even when you are in the second year, you should have the skill of working in a team because you cannot yes. for granted that people can work in a team, right? And that yeah. this should be sustained throughout, and this is something that is important in practice especially in practice yes and um I, I just think of many of these skills one of the skills is could i okay one of them is that teamwork another is going back into drawing yeah the yeah. ability to do manually when you need to do ma- draw manually and yeah. the ability to draw digitally when you need to draw digitally so could you give a bit more insight on this okay um I've been using an iPad digital drawing for more than six years. Of course, uh, your muscle memory, your gestures, whenever you draw, you tend to undo, for example, then you will double tap your screen. And then, of course, in digital, it can happen. Let's say I want to zoom in and then to refine the line further, I can just pinch and zoom and then it can happen. But there will be a time that I find it, um, I have like a, like a, how to say, like a mental block where I cannot, whenever I draw something digital, it doesn't feel right. So. There, there will be a time that I, I prefer to move into the tracing paper, to butter paper, to manual drawings. So in my office, I will have an uh, what I call it like an online desk where I have my PC, my tablet, my phone. But I will also on this at the side of me, I will I will have my offline desk. Offline desk is where I put all my books, on my sketchbook, and then all my pencil, my pens. So there'll be a time I feel more comfortable with all the tracing paper. So the tracing paper, and then the tracing paper, of course, you can just lay it over. Then you can sketch like infinite. It's an, you can just roll it over as long as you want and then just sketch. Because I feel it, it yeah. the ideas, it flows faster when I do that. And then once I get the image, let's say, for example, I just, I, I usually sketch like, perspective, elevation drawings or simple layouts. And then I kind of uh, get the idea, okay, how I want to execute this, let's say, in 3D modeling or in sketch letter. So, of course, when we sketch manually by hands, uh, the exact dimension is not that right, but the proportion is there. Uh, compared to when I do digital drawings, it can be as sharp. The the I can simply draw one to one hundred scale uh, quite quite close to the dimension. So uh, as I said uh, before as well, we have to go back to manual drawing. Just let the idea flows faster, and then we can we can go to the next step, which is like digital drawing, where I refine something where I can copy and paste and then experiment, let's say, for example, for design option, design exploration, experiment with layouts, and then try and error a few other options. And then only then we go to a computer software where we want to refine further with like 3D software and Revit and all that. Yeah, this goes back to the fundamental of a designer, right? Where yes. you're trying to go and translate your idea that is in your mind yeah. And uh, onto paper or onto digital, you know, um, softwares. So, and and you said that, that what was the clue here was the manual drawing manually, uh, unbottle or 
unblocking. It's like yes. that when you have when this is what I, I also experienced this doing only manual drawing where I have a mental yes. block as well. Sometimes yes. I it's it's about there's nothing in my mind to draw or to I mean I I would be thinking about a space that I've been, you know, I've traveled a lot. So I, I thought that yeah. I want to be something like that or the material or the texture that I've touched earlier yeah. on, you know, or something. So we talk about proportion as well. Very interesting that you said that for manual drawing, this is where you get the proportion right. Yeah. So um, uh, proportion meaning scale, you mean? Scale, yeah? Yeah. Or the human scale, right? The human scale. The human scale, yes. Yeah, the proportion is the human scale. So the thing about uh, digital drawing is when you say that uh, when the uh, the good thing about digital drawing is that you can get the exact dimension because it is very, very uh, precise and then it'll yeah. come out the exact drawings. But then yeah. you need to actually understand about the human scale. So yeah. there are many a variety of things that have come out of the, our conversation um, and um, which I was looking for those things that you're saying because I want to know and further what, what you think of them, obviously. Would you like to explain any of this perhaps about the human scale or was there any other experience that you thought that it could be something that is a mistake that was done in a teamwork situation that led to, um, you know, people believing your technique or not, have there enough people be believing your technique that work with you or that you inspire people? I would imagine that people will think that the product or the way that you work is is uh, doable and workable and how you had done so some workshops with UTM students the other day, saw mm. that other people also believe that the way you work mm. is uh, is important to be inspired from and to emulate. Mm. Uh, that's my 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 observation because, uh, yeah, it, it sort of tick boxes that I've been thinking about. Because I, I, was, I was witness to the whole, uh, all the student batches. There were yeah. student batches doing only plans in digital. There was yeah. also CAD in your time. And yeah. they completed the rest in manual, for example, you know. I see. And they okay. were doing both. And, and that was because they had, they haven't the technology that you have now, right? Yeah. Where you could actually uh, sketch on the digital tablet. Uh, yeah. So that's the way to go, is it? Um, we have like um, about five minutes or 10 minutes left. And okay. uh, I think that comes to the um, um, the few, the the routine. I mean, we're still looking, looking at the future architect. Mm -hmm. Those younger people, younger than you, mm. who don't have maybe, um, I mean, UTM is doing it, but it's through the, the lecturers that, that is interested in what you do. But as mm -hmm. architecture education and curriculum and doing studio work, what mm -hmm. are the important things that you think that studios should have? And maybe it's lacking in, in, in where you were before that, you know, that could help uh, bring mm -hmm. in the, the good designer, the good practice or something mm -hmm. that closer to 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 using all your potential yeah uh, when you say practice practice can when you say practice every day that's bringing your potential up isn't it yes exactly 
I think okay. Um, I've I've been um ever since I think let's say twenty nineteen or twenty twenty when we started the pandemics. I was at that time I had like a sharing session with several uh, universities. Uh, the first uh, the first one was uh, with the landscape architecture students in Singapore, and then I had a session with UKM Bangi, and then I had a session with uh, UITM, and then Unimas, Taylor's, and Raffles University, and some others. I found the same issue from other educators, other lecturers as well, when they say that the students are not so preferred using their hands in sketching, regardless they are in second year, third year, or first year. So after sometimes I, I, I understand what how you feel as well. Like when as they go towards the final year, they try to drop off this skill. They try to drop basically not to drop this skill, but this method because they want to. I we understand that they have a very short period of time to for for board production for their panel presentations. But yeah, that's one of the reasons when they decided, okay, I'm gonna skip this part and then I'm gonna straight away do computer because I want to render and then produce the board and so on. But I think yeah. One thing as an education, what they can do is, of course, they can remind, they can advise, they can highlight many, many, many times. Uh, even on my workshop at UTM last month, I remind the students many, many times. Um, since they are all the first year students, uh, first, uh, they are still in um, manual drawings. I remind them and I encourage them so many times that please practice uh, using manual first. Practice with your hand first. Do not simply invest into a tablet or the uh, PC software for now, because if you don't develop, if you don't invest the time to discipline yourself to develop these skills, regardless, I give you whatever expensive tablet or expensive software, you will not be able to do it, because it is not so much on the hardware on the machine itself, but it is everything is from you, uh, because I also share my story like when I first started sketches, I was just using an iPad mini, a smaller one. Uh, even the, before that, I bought just a second-hand used iPad from my friend. I don't even have a stylus yet. I just use my, with my finger just to get used to the apps. What is this apps capable to do? I, I just keep reminding myself what I can do with what I have right now compared to what I should, what I can do with what I don't have. So I spend the time really much, just develop the skills, just de uh, invest the time to do it first before whatever tablet I can, I can have. Um. Yeah, and then uh, another way for me to motivate myself also, I don't entirely learn all these illustrations uh, from architecture fields. When I, when I go to YouTube, for example, when I go to some other websites that provide tutorials, I go for some people like, who do concept, uh, concept illustration for film, for gaming illustration, visual artists, for comic artists. Because all these, let's say, for example, comic artists, when they explain in terms of uh, scale and proportion, in terms of how to draw a human portrait, a human body and gestures, they understand, they explain and understand scale proportions very, very well compared to us. Because for us, we draw buildings. So our, 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 our methods of measuring things, of course, always started from the human. Let's say, for example, for a guy at the height of 1.7, and then your aluminium glazing door about three meters, your door is 2.1, and then floor to floor 3.5. That always the rule of measurement when we measure. But all these comic artists or visual artists, when they measure things, uh, for example, when they draw a human portrait, they start from a start measurement from the size of your eyeball, and then like three or five times of that become the width of your face, something like that. So they understand a very intricate dimensions of scale and proportion. So I learned from there and then start to, I tried to practice uh, that discipline, that method, that understanding 
into our designs in architectural illustrations. And then yeah, I, I find it is very useful. I find it's very useful. So I always encourage students also, do not go, do not just practice, do not go just for architectural illustration because I can say it, it is not, it's kind of limited uh, what they have in the YouTube explaining about design, scale and proportions, but go for different fields as well because all these things uh, exist in different fields of the, uh, disciplines. I mean, in terms of design, you can go, you can learn from other th- people who does portrait drawing people who do like human gesture drawings yeah so you your conclusion architects are artists more than scientists la. yes <laughs> it's just that in our case we need to yeah in our case we need to balance out okay now you have the design how are you going to build this okay okay now oh, that's, that's another side of, yeah, yeah yeah now that's another set the of art, knowledge that you have. the art comes first you see yes uh, yes i learned somewhere that you uh someone advised me that you need to know the structure in business. You need to know the structure mm-hmm. the, before you can flow. Because even in speaking also, even in mm-hmm. interviews or even in conversations, you mm-hmm. need to to have a, to be efficient, to be productive at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get something out of it. You know, you can mm-hmm. always like idly. When there's a time, you can just don't think about structure, obviously. Even dance, mm-hmm. sorry, dance. Art, music, there have to be a structure before you can flow, before you can improvise. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to know that you talking about illustrators and learning from others. Um, And I I, I used to be able to draw figures very well because I came from that background. I see. see. uh, Yeah, I I, I, I go for 3.6. I go for for three feet. Yeah, I uh, see. 900... Uh, one 1.8 and 1.2 yeah. I go for that and and I'm one of those batches that was from imperial to metric I understand uh, yeah yeah so so that's yeah. why we, we go for 3.6 now yeah. coming to the end of our session now uh, I mean so yeah um, anything that you may thought that you want to say or you would like to conclude um, uh, with our podcast episode which I think it can go into part two, but I I want to strict. Uh, I want to be uh, respect our uh, our timetable. So I see. So therefore, um, we could have like one or two minutes. Uh, there you could give some conclusion that you wish to. Okay, share. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the same thing when I say when when someone said he wanted to start but do not know where to start, but what I can what I can share is um. What I can always advise in other students is, of course, you have to practice every day and don't stop creating. So you don't you don't limit yourself just to do architectural illustration per se, but you can also practice. In my case, I do urban sketch every week or every month. And then from there onwards, I practice the same discipline, the same method I do in my architectural illustrations. So on weekends, whenever I go out, I see like all nice buildings. I always do. I always do. Uh, on-site urban sketch but five days or in a week I, I, when I'm in the office I will do architectural illustrations so do not limit yourself with just one discipline uh, make, make yourself much more variety and that's uh, one way for me to keep reminding myself do not stop creating it means you can create anything uh, as long as you practice yourself so just pick up a subject that you really love just practice do that 
maybe every day. Even though macam there will be like one or two days when I'm really busy, I don't have the time. But just don't stop. Just continue. Just continue. Yeah. After sometimes it become a routine and then it will become very fluent and yeah. So that's one of the really key points that I really can highlight right now. Thank you so much, Amin, for taking your time and sharing your thoughts, precious thoughts, which are to me gems and advices that are, um, you know, dwell, if we dwell upon it and if we come back to some of these ideas, because they seem to be, for to me, things that I was searching for in terms mm-hmm. of conversation of this nature regarding uh, the importance of manual drawings and and and. The fact that these digital tra- tablets understood they were designed to actually meet to the manual drawings punya mm-hmm. way of uh, doing things that mm-hmm. was very helpful. And that itself is a validation of manual drawings. It is not absolute. It's not something that you just drop, like you said, drop the skill. So this, yeah. I hope for the educators out there, for the students out there, we can learn from this session of the podcast on uh, manual drawings and the importance of it in a way. Okay, thank you so much, Amin. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for having me, Dr. Nazi. Okay, uh, all the best in your endeavors that you have. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.